grab your coffee, get jacked up. It's time for another episode of The Block Talk with my buddy, Rick Bertram. Hello. Welcome to the show. So, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. So, the last time you were on the show, you had to call it in. You were out of the area. So, this is like big time. I was on time. assignment. I was yeah, on assignment. on assignment. So, this is big time. We get to have you uh, in your town in Little Rock where you were born and raised. So, tell me what you're doing besides appraisal, which is what you were doing last time. Well, my life has changed a little bit. I took on some responsibilities at the Little Rock Realtors Association. Um, I screwed around and got elected president for 2019. I totally voted for you. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's new and exciting and, and time-consuming and rewarding yeah. and stressful and all those <laughs> all things. things. Yeah, yeah. All the things, yeah. So it's kind of funny because usually appraisers are known for kind of being behind the scenes, and they're the quiet guy that doesn't answer your questions, you know, at the inspection or after. Right, right, right. Right, so we just stuck to the, you're just talking to the bank most of the time, and then now all of a sudden you're fully immersed in the Little Rock real estate market on a totally different level. What is the, the biggest shock to you being stepped completely over into the other side? Like, what has been the most surprising thing that you have found um, well, I've been a member of that on that board for six or seven years, so I was kind of um, gradually introduced to that. But to be honest, like I think the biggest thing was how most of the time, well, agents cooperate with each other, yeah. and I think that's an interesting. Um, it's 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 interesting to see that in industry. Well, like it, they may compete otherwise, but they cooperate more than they compete. But it's one of those things you don't see on the outside, right? So no, like, I don't think so. I think it's um, it's hard to tell from the outside, but I, I'm surprised at how how well everybody gets along. Yeah, you know, in the board meetings too, it's everybody's there for the same reason. Well, and that's what's exciting about our industry is there's a lot of unity, and of course, there's a lot of every industry has its ups and downs and right. has its outliers and everything like that. But what's cool about the Little Rock Board of Realtors, it's actually not that large compared to many markets around us, right? I mean, how many realtors are registered with the board? I believe we have 1,800 members, and I may have to correct that. Okay. I well, wasn't I'll just tell Libby that, on you. I wasn't yeah. expecting that question. That's right. Libby, did you hear that? No, I'm just right, kidding. Right. <laughs> That's okay. We'll edit that part out. <clears throat> we may have to edit that out. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Right, but, right. but we have the largest board locally here because North Pulaski is a little bit smaller, right? And Scara is a little it's bit correct. smaller. Yeah. Okay. We're not as large as Northwest Arkansas. Um, we're bigger than Scara, which is the Southern, uh, Southern Saline County. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I call remember. it Scara. Yeah. That changed the name and North Pulaski is a little smaller too, but well, and that's one of those things moving over from the industry too. LRRA, NAR, ARA. Yeah. There's a lot of abbreviations. Yes. NPBOR. There's a lot yeah. of, yeah. yeah, of acronyms and it's honestly, it's hard for me to keep up with. Yeah. Cause everybody speaks in acronyms. Yeah. I have somebody at my job, the director of operations that literally types everything like BBR, Bluebird yeah. Realty. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, that's our company name. Right right, 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 right. So all that being said, though, you're switching over. You're in a totally different role. And now you're sort of leadership. I mean, you're looking. A lot of realtors, a lot of members of the board are looking to you saying, hey, what do we do about this and that? As an appraiser, having seen another side of the industry and then stepping into the real estate side, what do you think your greatest asset to provide to the board and to the agents just individually and collectively in those interactions? That's a good question, Jamie. Um, I think that, for one, that I'm not – uh, I'm not an active agent, you know, so I don't compete with anyone. So I would take you out. Yeah, it, I think it, it. I'm unbiased, and I'm um, I'm not a threat to anyone as competition. I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not self-serving. Um, and I think the other thing too is the appraisal issues that agents face on a day-to-day -day basis. We can bridge those gaps. We can offer some educational. Uh, 
experiences to agents to make their lives easier. Right. And, and so, I think they're so integrated now. I mean, we, we can't get away from every transaction or most transactions are going to have an appraisal. And there's a lot of room for uh, a deal falling apart from an appraisal. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. A lot can go wrong. Well, so. and that's the funny part about it, though, is usually you don't have access to that information. And all of a sudden, our board has access to that information right, and right. a person who's willing to help them. And that's kind of, you know, that's rare. So we appreciate that. I know that when I call when I call Jason or you or I have a question for a local appraiser in this market, you guys have always been helpful. So that's good. And moving on from the appraisal side of it, because now you really are focused on the real estate side of it. What do you think the Little Rock board needs from its agents <clears throat> And also, I guess, what do the agents need from the board? Because a lot of people don't realize the relationship and how it's facilitated. You pay these dues to the board, and you're like, oh, I have to pay $565 right, every January. Yeah, right, right. Where does this go? Yeah, right, and right. so, of course, it's local. There's national. There's state. There's all these different places that your dues go. But locally and specifically, what does the board do for the agents and vice versa? Well, that's, a, that's another good question. I think to answer the first part of that, the, the board provides services, educational experiences. Um, you know, we have three general meetings at the end of the year. Uh, we have speakers. We have our awards events. Uh, we recognize everyone's accomplishments. Um, and I think that is an attempt to kind of consolidate the industry, consolidate the local industry. Get everybody in the same room. Get them to network. Rem- remind everyone they're on the same team. Um, and, and honestly, those dues, I mean, we all hate paying extra dues. And they always seem to come at the worst time, mm-hmm. you know? like January. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we do when this in broke. April? Yeah. Like right when yeah. the right. yeah when, when the market's rich. on fire, right? Because we're too busy to pay them during that time. Right. But on the, on the relatively speaking, though, it's a small price to pay to have the organization we have. And the other part of that is what, what the the agents, uh, the members of the association, can do is become more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, join a committee. Uh, you, you know, you can join join an awards committee you can join um an rpac committee you can join a um there's there's so many committees education yeah Yeah. we're doing um ypn's doing some lunch and learns this year it's gonna be really exciting um i I know that's a big thing i think it's really helpful to provide educational services to our members you know and i think that's right now uh competency is going to be a key issue for for realtors because there's a lot of outside threats yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of existential threats that say, hey, we can do this better than y'all can. Yeah. And I think educating our members is going to be critical moving forward. So there's the hot button issue, too, because the board does serve its agents. And that's a really great point about the unification of our industry, because like you said, there's outside threats. And that brings me to how we kind of ran back into each other outside of the gym where you torture people for a living. Um, <laughs> but I think it's kind of funny that we meet and you talk about our pack we're on we're having a conversation and you say hey are you guys 100 percent contributors and i'm kind of like here we go rick is fundraising but really i ask you why are you interested and you told me a little bit about our pack and why you got involved with that committee and then i kind of heard a little bit more when i got to meet with them and so tell me tell me about our pack specifically and why uniquely because your industry doesn't have this you appreciate our pack well you know after the recession you know, in the appraisal industry, I've, I've been a, a, a realtor and a member of the association since I became an appraiser uh, 17 years ago. And, and prior to the recession, I didn't really care. I paid my dues and didn't participate, didn't uh, really have any interest in the association at all. I didn't see the benefit. But after the recession, there was a lot of regulation that affected the appraisal industry. You don't and, say. <laughs> yeah, and it ran a lot changed of Changed everything. It changed everything. It changed my life completely. I work twice as hard for half the money now, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. 
And you know the appraisal, the appraisal association, if you want to call it that, there's a few various forms. Uh, it isn't doesn't have any clout with anyone. It's not big enough. It doesn't have a voice. Um, and I think that's um, just a, a consequence of the, the appraisal industry being small. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of realized I'm either going to have to join a group that's larger and stronger, or I'm going to have to change careers. And so I got involved in the association because the NAR has a lot of clout. Mm-hmm. ARA has a lot of clout. Isn't it crazy that we're like the largest trade organization, I think? Um, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is crazy. Yeah. And why, how can I say no to that? Well, I don't know, but I'm glad that you stepped up because that's the biggest thing for me is I've, I accept into the industry thinking I'm just going to sell some real estate, enjoy this career, and kind of thinking, in all honesty, I thought it'd be easier, much harder, and there's a lot more hours involved. And you, and you look at it and you see this trade organization. There are so many benefits that they provide to the members, and realtors don't really take advantage of them. You can get on the website, and there's a million different things that yeah, they offer. Yeah, absolutely. Discounts on your bill. Maurice Taylor's a big proponent of that. We'll be in class, and he'll be like, you get a discount on this, you get a discount on this when you're a member of the NAR. So they do a lot of things for us. I, I think, you know, I hear the grumbling from some of the association members about the dues, and I get that, and I know that, you know, we're, everyone, everyone, especially in the middle class, is tired of getting, you know, tax on everything. And that's what right. it seems like, another right. tax, another fee. But if you look at it from the standpoint that it's probably an insurance policy mm-hmm. for your career, mm-hmm. and it is, mm-hmm. and when you have the choice to make an, a donation to RPAC, even if it's $25, it's the biggest investment you'll make. So that that minimum is fifteen dollars, and the, right. the RPAC is Realtor Political Action Committee. Right. And I think people automatically they hear that Political Action Committee, and they're just boom, I'm not going to get involved. Yeah. And that issue is going to really affect our industry because, like you said, we need a voice, right? And that's where our voice comes from is the people that go and lobby on our behalf. Yeah, I can have said it better. It's it's, I think there's some aversion to the word political, <laughs> and and I hate that, and I get that. But it's not partisan. Right. It's it's not Republican or Democrat. It's mm-hmm. it's it's realtor party. Right. It is it is what affects our industry. Exactly. And oftentimes they're not divisive issues uh, socially. They're they're more economic issues. Right. And they're subtle usually. Well, and the thing that gets me about this is there's so many hot button issues you can trace all the way back to the beginning of the National Association of Realtors. You can go all the way back to the Fair Housing Act and so many different things that have occurred in our history. And when you look at all of the things that NAR has been through it's kind of crazy that we're still standing and we're one of yes. the largest trade organizations in the United States and we all have the same interests and we all affect the landowners in this country. And that's the biggest thing is we're the ones who are selling and buying property, which is the basic economics behind how things work here, right? I mean, real estate landowners yeah. pretty much hold all the power in the country, correct? Well, yeah, I think that the residential housing market is the driver of the economy. Right. And we have a, it, we're, in America is unique in that, situa- in, that, in that instance because we um, – we have the ability to own property outright mm-hmm. and to finance it long-term on 30-year mortgages. And that's why it's important to have things like Fannie and Freddie and FHA and VA and USDA backing those loans. Yeah. And those are the issues that the association protects, mm-hmm. um, meaning they advocate that those, those programs stick around. And so how do you do that? Do you get, I know your dues pay some of it too, and these people are going up and they're lobbying on our behalf, right? So getting involved starts with locally, getting involved with the community. And then kind of where do you go from there? It's not just your dollar. What can you do if you don't have the money? You're a brand new real estate agent, haven't sold anything yet. You're just out there hustling, cold calling, trying to get some money put together. How do you do anything besides your basic $15? Can you donate time? Is there something you can? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Volunteering at the association level, the local association. 
association level. Sorry, that word is so ish-ish-ish. I like it. I know. And I think also being involved in your community too. Mm-hmm. I mean, realtors have, there's a standard that, right. that I think the public expects from them, an ethical standard, a professional standard. And being involved in your elementary school, you know, mm-hmm. um, some of the first realtors I ever met in my life were members of our uh, elementary school that my kids went to. They were PTA members and they were always at the meetings. They were, con- they were ubiquitous. They, you'd see them everywhere. And I, th- I thought I associated that kind of activism with, with their realtor profession. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was Mark and Lisa Leggett and they're, they're, they're good friends of mine. And, and I thought that was, it was, I, I kind of admired that. Yeah. You know, they put their money where their mouth was. That's what I think is so important, too, is there's a lot of people here that do that. I know with Kara Hazelwood and the property group, I've said multiple times before, the way that they donate back to the Arkansas yeah. Food Bank and the way that they're constantly Absolutely. driven. They, they're not like, we're the property group, use us for real estate, as much as they are, yeah. we're the property they're group. Invested. We want to give back to our community. That's right. right. And that's I think an that's an investment. Right. And I think that is the key, is letting these realtors know, agents know, fellow agents, fellow appraisers, people in our industry. Our pack's really important to us. If you lose the ability to have your commission... Yeah. And get turned into like an hourly. I mean, I know that's a drastic comparison, the but sky's really, not falling. But yes, that's a possibility. Right. And I love to say the sky is falling. The sky, <laughs> I mean, I'm partly cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> partly sunny. Yeah. Um, but and I think that, listen, it, right now is a critical time. It's always a critical time, but right now, especially, um, technology is moving so fast. There's a lot of pressure from either Silicon Valley or Wall Street or Washington mm-hmm. on our careers to change them. And there's always an outsider who thinks they can do a better job than we can. Yeah. And and we all know that's not right. Yeah. But we have to keep somebody at the guard post. Yeah. And that's what our pack does. Yeah. And, and it's the it's it's the person who sits there and says, No, that's gonna adversely affect our industry. Uh, and then we apply pressure to the forces that are that are trying to threaten our industry. Well, like you said, those forces are not people who are day-to-day That's in right. this industry. They have, they're out of touch. They're, yeah, they're not sitting at the closing table with these right. people. They're not watching somebody get into a contract they don't understand. That did, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's there's no protection They don't for walk us a day that. in the life of the, in the shoes of, a, of an agent. Right. And, and we all know, and, and I don't do that for a living. I'm, I'm an appraiser. I know enough agents, obviously, to know that that is a, you know, that's a hard job. It and is. a human being has to do it. Yeah. It can't be done. It can't be automated. I have a friend who totally believes that like someday it's going to be all automated, right? You're going to yeah. buy it all digitally. You're going to like look at it virtual right. reality, blah, blah, blah. That's and that's nightmare. all great. And that's horrible. Exactly. I'm it's like, I'm not interested in that. If, the whole if, the whole thing about appraising, and I'm like, I'm going to quiz you, but I know you're going to know the answer. But like, what's the main thing they ask you? Like, what's your job as an appraiser? To promote and maintain public trust, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like number one rule. You're like, I don't know, I'm the board president. Was that a rhetorical question? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But I feel like that should be the same for realtors anyways. It is the same thing. Like we're promoting the the trust of the public. We're protecting them from getting into situations that they would otherwise be hurt by. That's right. And and that's the, you know, the ethics of realtors is very similar to the ethics of appraisers. Mm -hmm. It's basically, it boils down to two things, competency and ethics, you know? Are you good at what you do? 
and are you honest? What sounds like the board gives you the opportunities to get good at what you do. Absolutely. And I know that the ARA and the NAR, I mean, there's Broker Summit in Austin. There's the ARA Convention in Memphis. There's all these different places no for excuse. you to go. Yeah, yeah, meet people, network. And that's what your dues pay for. So when, And the that's tickets right. cost and all that. So when you go, you can be supported by the board, be educated by the board, and then you can go and protect your interests through committees like RPAC. Right. So there's really no excuse not to be completely professional in the industry anyways. So the people that are putting pressure on the outside probably are dealing with some of the outliers. And I know in larger markets, you'll have thousands and thousands and thousands of realtors associated with the board that get in for the wrong reasons or maybe they're looking for the money and organizations like RPAC help with that too right because they kind That's of right. point out who's involved and who isn't you know increasing education standards um, is a big thing I think that there's a push for that I think at the NAR conventions I went to last year there was a lot of talk of, of increasing educational standards uh, there's a lot of talk of also uh, telling your personal story and mm -hmm. getting that out. I think that's an important part of, of not letting the industry get too automated. That's part of why I wanted you to come back on the show. You came back on the show the first time, one of the very first episodes I ever released. I appreciate that. You're a fan from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But when we talked about all this stuff, a lot of it came from the organic relationship that we built through you helping me finish my appraisal internship and become a licensed appraiser. In Arkansas, the average age was 64, so I, I got to get uh, licensed yeah. and kind of shake that you up. You dropped the age a little bit. I did, and, but I learned, and I've talked with the executive director of that board as well since I've switched over. And what we've talked about multiple times, and including you as well, is just that there's a major, there's a little bit of a disconnect sometimes between our members of our industries and the public. They don't understand exactly what we're doing or That's why right. we're doing it. Being involved in the, the Realtors Association is, is, is not... Um, I enjoy it, but it's really a necessity for me. It's a responsibility. Yeah. And, you I, feel and like. I think telling as many members that are agents how important and how fast things could change mm -hmm. if they're not involved. Yeah. Um, and they will. And, and we, the changes that affected the appraisal industry happened overnight. Well, and think we of, had no idea they were coming. No, and that's exactly what I was going to point out too. Is the education standard changed so quickly as well, and it's gone up and it's gone down. And with that standard, you think about the comparison between yeah. the two. And you, you talked about education standards. Now, nationally, I know they're trying – nationally. Nationally, they're trying nationally. to raise that up and, yeah. and bring that up. But I know locally there's even been some people bringing forward legislation to maybe lower that or, or lengthen out our license time. How do you feel about that? I, you know, it depends. Every situation is different. Um, I think that when education standards are raised, that they need to be done gradually mm -hmm. and pragmatically. They can't be done – Don't double it tomorrow? Yeah, you don't want to be extreme. And that's what happened with the, the appraisal industry. And they actually backtrack on those regulations. Yeah. But the damage was done. It, they, they ran off a lot of good appraisers. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I know. And it, and it, and it, and it that's not going to happen. But I still love the industry, and we love what you do for realtors and what realtors do for appraisers. So by no means is that like a, you know, trash the appraisal. You know, we love the appraisal no, industry. No. But it's one of those things, like you said, had they had the foresight, you know, looking back, you can see it. But yeah, there was no way to see that looking forward. We didn't have an association like NAR, yeah. and we didn't have a voice in Washington. We had some small voices, um, but that's why appraisers really, honestly, I encourage them to piggyback on the NAR. Yeah. Because most appraisers are realtors. APAC. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who's going to start the APAC? Well, who's going to be the APAC president next year? <laughs> we're a, we're an odd industry, um, but the, the NAR has so much clout, and right. I think that's you know when, when I went to Washington last year, I'm going back in May this year. You know, we get to sit down with our our state congressmen, you know, and talk to them about realtor issues, property rights issues. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Appraisers don't get that space. Mm -mm. We don't get. We don't. They're not going to open their doors for us. They don't no. care about us. They don't mm -hmm. know who we are. 
So I figured the only way I could save, salvage my career was to, because I think realtor issues and appraisal issues now are kind of, they, they're so similar. You yeah. know, the things that affect you all affect us. Yeah, and I know you hate it when I compliment you, so I'm going to do it anyways. But one of the things is our, our market really appreciates the work that you do because now that I've switched over and, and work in it every day, people are all the time, man, Bertram will explain it. Call Bertram, he'll tell you. No. Bertram will tell you. We don't have all the answers. And there's yeah. every, we, but you gonna, attempt. We try. There's something new. The great thing about real estate is there's something new to learn every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single day I learn something new. Yeah. Did you know now that you can have like an app where you can just uh, take a picture of a room and just throw some staging in it? Just. I'm not surprised. It's totally free too. It's yeah, crazy. I'm not surprised. Blows my mind. So we know why the board's important to you. Know why your position's important to you. Now let's talk specifically about this whole RPAC deal because we're going to have an event and we're going to talk about that like later on. We'll put okay. some video and some content on about that, but like. What do you think about uh, putting these realtors up against each other in a little bit of physical competition? Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I mean, you know, I think it brings out the best and the worst of people. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm know? excited. And um, doing a, a physical event, pitting, uh, you know, agencies against each other is going to be good for some laughs at least, but yeah. even better for a good cause. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're trying, I think we're trying to reach out to, to maybe some of the younger, mm-hmm. the members. I well, mean, because when you guys, you know, I know you're very young and everything, but when you get older, <laughs> older in your career, you said it before, you've been doing this for 17 years. Yeah. You're going to get to a point where you're going to retire. You and those kids are going to go off vacation and do the right. things you want right. to do. Right. Is it go see all the Motley Crue? Yes, uh, Motley Crue forever. Tribute bands. So my question is, with all of that, and you're ready to step out, all of us, 25, 30, millennials, elder millennials, it's our responsibility to carry the torch, right? Yeah, y'all have a big torch to carry. Um, and that's why, you know, I'll probably eke out, if nothing ever happens in the industry, I'll probably eke out the rest of my career okay. Um, it'll be painful, but I would rather do it the easier way and encourage everybody to participate right. so that it's, I have a smooth next 20 years, yeah. not a rough. Yeah, but your generation and the younger generations, um, they have a lot of work to do, yeah. and they have they have to get involved now. Um, and I say that because twenty years ago, change didn't occur so fast. Mm-hmm. Now it occurs overnight. Right. I mean, you see it in politics um, in the in the in the last election. Um, there were some major major upsets that that no one saw coming. Right, and that. That's true in all facets of, of American life. Well, it's so different now because communication is just it's totally it's different. like Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. And if you're not on it right now, too, like get on it because yeah. it's going to change, too. Like You can hit two million people immediately with an idea, know, you know, right? a philosophy, an ideology. I mean, you know, and I think that's, that's the generation that created this. Um, it's a double-edged sword. Right. We have to know? be responsible with it. Like you said, you let's get the right information out. And I mean, I'm, I'm all for a good time. I like having a good time. We I know do you the do. Pod- yeah, yeah. We do the podcast. Right, I like right, to share right, my, right. look at my cool smoothie and my thing at the right. gym. You know, I'm all about a good Insta story, but <clears throat> I think the responsibility of our generation too needs to be like, hey, look what I'm doing with this as well. You need to vote for candidates that support your issues. You need to be out talking to people in your industry about why it's important to hire a realtor too. Like, I think the scariest thing in the world is unrepresented buyers and sellers. Oh, oh just getting into contracts and they're willing to leave. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I mean, as a, I, can, I don't speak for all appraisers, but most of um, my f- good friends who are appraisers, we doing a FISBO appraisal is a nightmare. Yeah, we're going to change the way that we talk about that. So this is my public service announcement. Let's just take away the power from the, the, the FISBO. That is not a thing anymore. We're just going to call them unrepresented sellers because that's what they are. 
You know, yeah. Sellers. And, and, and the thing is, a lot of times you get lucky and you have a smooth deal. Mm-hmm. But man, when they blow up, they blow up bad. Big, and they're always a it's big a mess. Nightmare. And I've seen that more in litigation than anything else is unrepresented or poorly yeah. represented. We, we, we turn down some FISBO work um, because of that, because a lot of times we often we we their attempt to slide us into that the agent agent role yeah. during the process mm-hmm. and i have to back away and i'm trying not to giggle because like if they would have called you before they tried to sell it then they would have had the right price to begin with and then well, maybe it would have been a little smoother shoulda coulda anyway. woulda i digress i digress but even then even then you know the agents come in and handle all the dirty work yeah they handle the dirty work they're mm-hmm. the plumber yeah you know they they sometimes they, we hire the plumber sometimes <laughs> you 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 have to facilitate and broker so many things you know, and not only that, there's so much emotion. You know, I mentioned selling my house the other day to my kids, and they started crying. Yeah. You know, and that's how emotional selling real estate is. Yeah. Trust me, I cry about it all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Why should I care about RPAC if I'm just brand new getting my license? I'm not really sure. This is my side hustle. Or, you know, I'm just going to say it. Are you from my school of thought? Which I'm just going to say it out loud. This is not a side hustle. If you enjoy making the money that's proportional to how hard you work, then RPAC is for you. Yeah. If you enjoy working your butt off in real estate and making the money that's commensurate with the work you put in, mm-hmm. that's what RPAC, RPAC protects. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of long-winded. The second reason would be because in getting involved in um, that kind of thing, it exposes you to different types of people. Mm-hmm. You network by default, and it increases your prominence in the community and in the industry. Yeah. And people will take you more seriously because you're, you're le- involved. Right. And you add a level of credibility to your Absolutely. industry too because you're like, hey, I do care yeah. about the things that yeah, protect I care. It. And it'll all fall apart anyway. That's endearing to people. This. Right. Yeah. I mean, all the agents that, in my opinion, contribute and are involved in the association at any level are the best agents. They're the most successful agents. They have the best reputations. Right. And I'm not saying that if you're not involved that you don't have a good reputation. I'm just saying... You increase your odds. Right. And you, you can do more. You can do more. You're more prominently, dis- prominently displayed. Right. Um, these are big words to use for me. Yeah. Sorry. It's You're early. doing amazing. I know. And and I've got you up between, like in my office before 9 a.m. I know. Like, that's I'm usually amazing. like hiding out in my office in the dark. I had to fill you up with coffee and cinnamon yeah. and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm answering angry emails. Um, <laughs> but this is much better. <laughs> yeah. It, you know what? In, in, in some of this volunteer work and in, in, is a pain. Like, yeah. you know, there's times when I just got one more committee meeting I have to go to. Yeah. And I get there and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember why I'm here. You know, because yeah. if we don't do it, who's going to do it? I had a non-industry member ask me the other day and we're in business together in a couple of different ways. And he just looked me dead in the eye and he said, you know, you've got a lot more money that you could make if you would take this extra time that you pour into your industry and people around you. And you could you could monetize it. You could turn that time into money. And I just looked at him and was like, why would I want to do that? Like, that's not even what I got in this industry it's for. It's all about the money. And, and that's the thing. It's not about the money. Like, it's not about the money at all. Because the thing is, the money isn't there. The career isn't there if you don't build it. That's right. It's, I mean, yeah, that's the whole it's, thing. It, it's a strange paradox to think that you have to spend the time to, to keep your job viable. You, Without RPAC and stuff like that, think about this. iBuyer, Redfin, Zillow, like all these things that are happening yeah. is we're, we're – there's a couple of them got in bed together, Redfin and I think they're Real coming. Com- yeah, and they're getting there. Yeah. All this is going on, and I'm over here going, "Whoa! I hope we protect yeah. our industry because we're going to be obsolete at some point." Yeah, and that that obsolescence is, 
I think a natural course of functional or external. Stop, stop, <laughs> seriously. No more appraisal talk for the I'm rest sorry. of the talk. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Been a long time. I know, I know. But the op, you know, the obsolescence in the industry can be prevented because we all know that we're not obsolete. Right. That human beings have to facilitate the real estate process. It would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. And I think that America, um, I think that, you know, yeah, we would get used to it if that happened, but it would make our lives so much more miserable. I mean, litigation, I don't even want to think about it. You know, that's the problem with automation and technology is, yeah, there's some great that comes from it. It's nice to be able to answer my emails on my phone. But there's, there's also some really crappy things that come with it, too. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of need for jobs that some of the technology eliminates. Right. And we were disconnected as a society. You can see it. Mm-hmm. The polarization of America. At the most connected time in history. And we need to be more connected. Right. And I think agents, realtors, connect people. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's why people who, who are agents, and even though it's so stressful, really enjoy their work. They really are people people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there they, are they agents enjoy. that, and that's the big thing is I think you're hitting the nail on the head on every single level when it comes to realtors. It's so funny, like maybe you should just start selling real estate. The funny thing about it is every single realtor that I know or have been in a dealer resi- residential transaction with of some kind has been working constantly. Yeah. They get up early, they stay up yeah. late. They fit their personal time in between showings and in right. between things. They take their kids to showings. Their their kids know how to open lock boxes and measure properties. It's a whole thing that takes over your life. Yeah, it's a real trade. I mean, so to think that you don't have a human element involved yeah. in a human situation just doesn't make any sense. It's really the last, you know, you, we see constantly middle-class jobs eroding in America, uh, trade jobs, uh, manufacturing jobs, um, all kinds of service jobs they are going away. Um, re- realtor industry is the last great bastion of the middle class kind of, it's kind of a working class job. It's also kind of a white collar job. It's, it's a little bit of both. It's a, it's a very unique profession to be in. Yeah. And it's very vital to our economy. And it's so rare and it needs to be protected. And that's where it does. It, there's a lot of satisfaction in, in, in what we do. Yeah. You know, in all facets of real estate, what's property management, appraisal, in um, selling houses. I mean, all that's covered by the association. Yeah, and the commercial guys are covered. That's too. right. That's another thing people forget. These commercial guys. It's, we're all in the you, same boat. We're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. It's a symbiotic relationship that it's, it's, it's important for everyone in the industry to remember that just a little bit of participation. Mm-hmm. $15 contribution to RPAC. That's all $15. It is. You actually physically have to uncheck the box. Yeah, you literally like have to Like it comes to work checked. Hard, it's yeah. a box checked. You have to work harder yeah. not to donate. It is. I would argue that it's even, I may get hammered for this, but do it's, it. it's probably more important than voting. It's not. They're both, <laughs> actually, you can do both. You, you should do both. Yes. And you should do both. If you're doing one, you're probably doing the other. Right. But you have to participate. Civic duties. Just a little bitty bit. Yeah. And that's the thing is if you don't want to push the participation button, if you don't want to uh, commit to the RPAC Olympics, if you don't want to go to a committee, if you don't want to do these things, write a check. That's right. I mean, write a check. But yeah. the big thing is, and in, in all seriousness, you're here to talk about it, and we have RPAC, the Little Rock Board, and the professionalism associated with realtors and our trade. And so what would you say just for a new one, a new one like me that, that came over and is doing something differently what is it that you think drives you every day to push? I mean, is it your kids? Is it your family? Is it the goals that you have for your future that keep you every single day driving in a force that you have to be an entrepreneur? I mean, there's no, at the end of the day, real estate's not something you start and then you own a company and then you step back and watch it grow. You get in it, you put your hands in it, you stay in it and you keep growing and you keep building. This is true with appraisal or any of these other nearby industries and trades. So what is your why? Gosh, 
all those things. Um, I don't know. I, I wake up every day and I think, you know, I have this amazing life. I'm healthy. Um, I, I'm in this wonderful, uh, I live in this wonderful country with all these opportunities. I have more opportunities than most people. I need to take advantage of them. Um, life is short. Uh, my kids are counting on me. My family's counting on me to, to, you know, make their lives better too and show them how to make their own lives better. Um, all those things. Um, I really don't think about it much. I get up and do it, you know. I think being a small business owner is the most gratifying thing I've ever done in my life. But I think I, I wish we had a support group for it because yeah. it's also, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I spend a lot of time in therapy talking about my professional life, mm -hmm. not too. my personal life. Yeah. You know, and um, it, 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 I don't know. I think I... Um, my dad was a, a small business owner and I watched him and I knew how hard it was on him. And I think that that was inspiring to me, you know, to, you know, neither one of us like working for the man. Mm -mm. I mean, I hate being cooped up mm -mm. and being told what to do. Motley Crue all the way. Motley Crue forever. And like, you know, we, that, that movie office space is like <laughs> my anthem, you know, <laughs> it's like, I, I relate to that so much. And it I feels had, good to be a gangster. It does. And it, it, it feels good to be self-employed, even when you're broke as hell. Yeah. but No one's going to tell me where to go. Yeah. And I, I remember I worked a corporate restaurant job when I was 19. And I thought, God, I'm glad I did this when I was young to know that I hate doing this. And I think that being a small business owner, especially in real estate, it's really, it, at this point, really, it's you get paid for how hard you work and how yeah. honest you are. Like the most honest, hardworking people get paid the right amount. It's like, you know, the old adage, the more you, the more you give, the more you get. It's yeah. so corny. It's so true. But yeah, it's miserable too sometimes. Yeah. Doing taxes is miserable. Oh, that's the worst part. You just, I mean, you brought up the worst part at the very end. Seriously, I mean, way to, way to go out. <laughs> bane of, yeah, bane of my existence. Yeah, and if you're a CPA, you need to hit up every realtor that you know in your life because they need your help. And if they don't reach out, they really do need your you help You know, and anyways. that, again, and I, and I, I want to loop back to RPAC. That, that, that's a main issue that we're, you fight off at the local, state, national level is this, this uh, idea that, the independent contractor status could be threatened. That's yeah. a big, big issue. I am not punching a time clock ever. So Never. If that was going to happen, it would definitely change my industry. One hundred percent. I would have to become Seriously, a professional. Seriously, if I leave this host. profession, I'm going to go roadie for Motley Crue. You can be my uh, co-host on the podcast. I don't think I'd be very good at that. I think you'd be good no. at that. So anyway, well, we're so glad you're here. And you know, the last time you were here, the one thing I didn't ask you was like what your jam was, which is my thing. I always ask everybody, "What's your jam?" But then, I think you asked me that. I think I did, but I don't think you told me because I re-listened to it. And I couldn't find it so what I'm wondering it's got to be Motley Crue writers they're like a yeah. what about right now what's the most recently released song that's like so your jam I mean <laughs> give I, me something here there's always like a rotation of like the Scorpions and Motley Crue and um, a little rat you're aging yourself Dokken <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of them but they're like the best 80s metal band ever but I, I rock out to that I love pretty, it. pretty regularly. I love it. On the reg. All right, on the reg. On also, the reg. also, we can catch you somewhere else, too. So when you're not appraising and you're not uh, you know, representing our oh, pack yeah. and supporting the board, what else do you do? Uh, well, I coached an adult class at D1 Sports Training on Cantrell Road, Highway 10, I for some of y'all. He actually... 5.30 Thursday and 9 a.m. Saturday morning. So if you want to hurt like I feel today, if I went to the wanna, class yesterday... It yeah. was awful. If you want to get rid of all the angst you have, 
then that's actually become. I will say I went to the class yesterday and I like got home and I'm yeah. like bah, 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 it's bah. like an antidepressant yeah my husband's like uh wow your head's really clear what's yeah. going on you just came up with like five great ideas I'm like Rick just tortured me for an hour that's it was exactly, awesome that's what it, it's catharsis yeah it was pretty amazing so if you want to go push your limits whether yeah. that is in your real estate career yeah. or in your physical fitness regimen right it's, Ricky B's the guy yeah, it's it's all related yeah yeah just you know it's actually a really good metaphor for your career it's going every, habits every day, right? Habits every day. Yeah, I think it's, it's mental training. Day. It's not physical training. It's mental training. Yeah, I just happen to have these amazing right. guns. I yeah, got the guns. Yeah. Okay. We appreciate you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for what you do for our board and our industry. Yeah. Thanks for coming back on the show. Happy one-year anniversary yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, right. I'm glad to see you, you've lasted this long. All right. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I could go a million directions no, with that. I mean, the guests <laughs> kept getting better and better after me. Yeah. Like, and look, I got Ricky B back. Yeah. Oh, you're like, I'm lowered excited. the bar again? No, come on. You're the best yeah. of the best. And I'm thankful yeah. to you because you know this is all possible. Uh, I, I used to work in your office for you. And yeah. uh, all these years later, I'm really thankful for all Hey, and shout there. out to the new mayor. Uh, Frank. Frank Scott, yeah. the best Frank, ever. you're going to have to come back on the show. Yeah. Ricky and B he just hired the new police chief. So, um, yeah. New police chief yeah, and big the, things happen in Little Rock. Yeah, and the homeless job yeah. initiative. You see that? Yeah, and just a lot of cool things happen in Little Rock. So stay involved, Little Rock move, residents. Move here, we'll sell you a house. That's right. Little Rock Block Talk, we're out.